Welcome to Lever Up Your Life. I'm Nate Barger, real estate millionaire and founder of the Burr Invest Academy. I went from prison time and bankruptcy to now owning over $200 million in real estate. I wanna show you guys all the mistakes I made along the way so you don't make the same mistakes. My passion is empowering people to become more successful in their life. With each episode, you'll hear from myself and special guests on how to go from ordinary to extraordinary how to change your mindset so you can lever up your life. It's time you create massive wealth for yourself. What's going on today, guys? Hey, man, I got Trey Michael, my special guest, man. Talked to him last year after he joined the Academy in October. Trey, thank you for coming on and being our guest today, man. I'm glad to be here. It's an honor, dude. It's an hey, honor. man, so you're, you're crushing it, man. You're 28 years old, brother. Um, you got 55 units. You got, you're vertically integrated. You have your own construction company, your own maintenance company. You even got your own insurance company, property management company. So how did you learn to do that? Did you grow up wealthy? (laughs) No, uh, I I grew up with a family of entrepreneurs. You know, everybody's just always in my family. Uh, We've been in real estate, been in insurance. Uh, My dad flipped houses. You know, he did all the work himself. It was just a one man show. So every house we grew up in, it was always a project. It was always a renovation going on. We'd, we'd move into it. He'd fix it up. Somebody would come along, want to buy it. He'd sell it and start over. Uh, so I you know, grew up in that atmosphere. Uh, just really, um, uh, it, I was going to become an entrepreneur from the start. I mean, it, I just really, really wanted to become uh, my own boss. I worked for uh, a bank for about a year and a half, sold insurance for them. And hated it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. You seem like uh, you, know, you seem like yeah. the banker type, man. You seem like you would yeah. just love being a banker. Yeah, it, it, uh, I started. Thank you. I started off as a teller, uh, you know, and just kind of worked my way up from there. And I just uh, sold insurance for a crowd. Um, you know, we I did life and health products, and mm-hmm. I did a really good job for them. And just saw the money I, I was making for them. And my grandpa, uh, he had an independent agency, called me and said, "Hey, do you want to come back? You want to come take it over?" and buy me out. So, uh, I said, yeah. So, uh, you know, 2015 went, sat down with him and put together a plan on how to, uh, kind of, uh, phase him out and, uh, went from there. Just wow, man. So that was, that was seven years ago. So you were only 21. You came in and you bought out, you took over your grandpa's insurance company. He must've had a lot of faith in you. He did. Uh, it, it, it was, a. Uh, um, he a lot of hand holding for the first year and a half, mm-hmm, uh, and mm-hmm. I, I owe that to him. I mean, it, it, you know, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. Uh, I mean, he literally taught me how to pay bills, cash flow management. You know, it's it's all fun and games when you kind of look at uh, you know a spreadsheet and you say, well, we can do these things to manipulate cash flow, generate cash flow, but it's a it's a, a big difference in making it happen uh, and actually yeah. you know managing it. Yeah, and, and you know that to me is why we got this podcast. I want to share with people. Um, when I start, everybody that I meet the successful man, most of them are not, um, I went to college and I did not, nah, man, they are entrepreneurs at heart, you right. know, and somebody showed you a different way. Um, and, and that's what I need you guys to realize, man, that look, you can take charge of your life. What would you tell somebody right now that's thinking about going to college Right. But their goal, it doesn't really going to college doesn't really tie into their long term goal. Like, okay, I want to be wealthy. I want to create wealth for my children. Um, I want to live, you know, by the time I'm 35, I want to be retired or 30, whatever. 
if they're 18, if they learn real estate, do you truly believe by the time they're 30 that they can be retired? Right, 100%. 100%. I think that, uh, you know, kind of touching base to the college uh, topic, I think college is uh, um, great if you're going to become a doctor, an attorney, uh, yep. if you've got a very specific occupation in mind that that's your goal. Yep. Uh, for someone that just wants to go get a four-year business degree, you need to go work for somebody and let them teach you. You know, yeah, you'll learn yeah. more in one year uh, than you will uh, at four years in college, in my opinion. I mean, real-world experience, it, you just can't beat it. Now, did you uh, go to college? No, I've, I've got a two-year degree, well, an associate's and arts degree, and that's only because my dad made me, uh, you know, get one. But I worked while I, I did my degree. I did, like, two, three classes a semester, you know. Now, my, buddy went to, my buddy went to college, and he said the best thing, he said the one reason that you should go to college is for spring break. And I said, man, yeah. well, do you know that you don't have to go to college to actually participate in spring break? That's right. That's and right. He, he said, man, if I would have knew that, I never would have went to college, man. <laughs> so, look, and, and I agree with you, man. Those type of jobs specific. But I got a girl that's in the academy. You may know Megan. Um, and she was three years into her degree when she found the academy. And she was like, man, I'm, I'm going to finish up just because I'm already three years in. But she was right, like, I was like, right. Is it? she was like, it's a distraction. It's really in my way of growing her real estate portfolio. So when I talked to you last October after you joined the Academy, I just wanted to give you some direction. I was so proud of you, man, to be so young. And I got a, I got a son your age and I was just like, wow, man. Um, really proud of you, man, and what you've accomplished. But how, how many rentals did you have when you talked to me? Uh, so October, time, 2021, that was what, October, seven, eight months ago? Yeah. Yeah, I think the I, I just got a big portfolio under contract or we're trying to get one under contract. So I think the time we spoke, I had maybe 12 or 13. And seven uh, months a, later, you got 55? 55, yeah. Man, I, I mean, what? how were you able to scale? Um, you know, how were you able to do that so quick? So I started, uh, so I had uh, capital that I saved, you know, from a, additional businesses, just worked hard, kind of uh, had it in the market. We touched on that earlier. Uh, and really, dude, I sold uh, everything I had in the stock market, whether it was a good a good you know time to do it or not. Uh, and I deployed that capital. I bought uh, seven properties right off the bat. Uh, they were all value add, paid cash, uh, able to go in and rehab, get them rented. A, a true Burr uh, got a really good appraisal because the market just uh, it was in the right spot. And man, I was able to pull that all of my capital back out, all the equity back out of the homes. And deploy that into a portfolio through traditional financing, but mm -hmm. it's uh, I'm treating it like a value add uh, because they're all below market rents. Now, now, can uh, you explain to the viewers what value add is? Because a lot of them don't even know what value add means. So uh, essentially, you find a, a an ugly home and you know it's got potential, and you buy it below market. You go in and do the things you need to to uh, increase the after repair value uh, and sweat equity uh, and make it work. You know, I mean that's really. So let me give you guys a real good, easy example that you can understand, right? So let's say you get an iPhone. Somebody has an iPhone and the screen's broken and they're like, man, give me $200 for it. And you're like, dude, I can order a screen off Amazon. I know how to put the screen yeah. on. Now I did that. That's called vertical integration, right? right? So he comes in, he does the repairs. Now the thing's worth 700 bucks, right? He came and he bought it for $200. He put a new screen on $12 an hour of his time. Boom, sold it off for six, $700. That's vertical That's right. integration, right? You did your, he did his own marketing. He put it on eBay. He sold it. He collected 
all that. That's vertical. That's all we do in real estate, guys. So, that's right. for, so the great thing about it is when he's saying value add and a true burr, that means they bought it, renovate, rent, refinance, repeat. Explain to us what that meant number wise for you though on them first seven properties. How much did you pay? How much you put in renovation? How much did you actually go to the bank and get back out? So uh, the first, I, I did it in two two sections because the five properties I had to bundle together for a portfolio because they were the loan uh, value was going to be below a hundred grand individually. So they wanted to put those together in, in a portfolio loan. The other two were standalone properties that I was uh, able to do a, a single loan on them. They were, uh, I think it was one hundred thirty grand and one hundred and fifteen thousand for the loans on those. So they would do those. Uh, individually. But so I paid, uh, I think all in, I was uh, with purchase price after repairs, $284,000 into the properties. Um, Refied, uh, they appraised for $411,000. And yeah, so I got a really good appraisal. Uh, And I only pulled out uh, 70% uh, Mm -hmm. enough to pull my initial investment back out. And I think we had like a $16,000, you know, profit essentially. Uh, wait, but, wait, 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 wait. So you went and got a 70% loan, got all your money back plus 16000 Yeah. So I have to give you the No, no, the wait, wait, real... wait. Are you worried about paying taxes on the 16000 you pulled out? No, it's, it's tax-free. Tax-free, baby. That's, That's right. what the burr is, guys. So we got all his original money back plus sixteen grand. But now for the viewers that are going to say, well, what if you have a furnace break? What if you have a hot water tank break? That's going to take all your money. You're not going to make any money. How do you do well, it? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, most of those uh, repairs had to be addressed in the rehab anyway. Which is uh, why so I, I love the burr process because, guys, when you're going to buy somebody else's property, you're buying the property because it's rented maybe, but you didn't get to address all these problems. You didn't get to say, man, hot water tank's seven years old, man, just replace it. You know, the furnace right. is 20 years old, just replace it. I don't want to deal with that. I want to deal with this up front. The roof has five years left. Man, just replace it. I don't care. I want to set it and forget it and keep moving. Right? That's right. And when you get into that, guys, you have a real asset. But um, what kind of but, – but but how are you going to pay the bank back now for the people saying, hey, man, you got to pay – you got you owe the bank, what, uh, you know, $300,000 or 290000 right? Yeah. So I just, I just looked. So the loan is uh, uh, two hundred fifty-four grand. Uh, is what the loan was for. So I must have pulled out 200 and 275, something like that. So with principal reduction and all. So I owe about 254 on it now. Wow. And the payment, uh, payment taxes and insurance interest and all is 1950. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've got a duplex that covers that. So the, the duplex was part of the five properties initially. Uh, one side brings 850, one's 1300 because I include the power, water, trash, and internet. Uh, and then what, what do the other three properties bring in? So how much... Uh, it's uh so uh one single family is seven twenty five, one's nine hundred, and uh, another's a townhouse for seven fifty. And we're getting ready to raise rents on those uh, because of the market. It, we're able to take that market increase. Uh, we built it into the lease, uh, and we're coming up on an annual uh, re- renewal in June and July. So we're getting ready so, to raise those. That's awesome, man. So you got um about four thousand dollars in rents on them five properties, right? Yeah. And your expenses are nineteen fifty to the bank. And you probably your other expenses are probably another what, five six hundred dollars a month, if that. Uh, because I leverage employees from uh, additional businesses to kind of act as my property management company. So I, I my management fee is about three and a half four percent. Uh, I've got a guy that's on staff as a maintenance um, 
uh, he takes care of all of our maintenance. So I'm able to pay him a salary instead of having a sub. Yep. So from a scale standpoint, it, it works out for me. You know, I had to make a decision uh, when I hit about 40 properties to where I was, you, you know, uh, you've got salary, you've got payroll, you've got to meet now. But yep. I know that where I'm going is going to help me get there faster uh, mm -hmm. from a cost standpoint. So, uh, yeah, we do do really well from a cash flow perspective now um, on those properties. So you were kind of in an insurance game and in a stock market, man. And what really right. made you change your mind about the stock market? Because you did pretty good in the stock market, right? Yeah, yeah, I did well. Um, you know, I had a, uh, I think it was February of 21, the end of February, beginning of March, the NASDAQ corrected like eight and a half points over like course of like a week. Uh, and that was pretty heavy uh, in tech stocks. I mean, obviously that's what everybody was doing. Uh, and I told my wife, I was like, man, I just took one on the chin. And, uh, you know, the rent came on time for that single family residence and the commercial property I had. And it was it just made sense. And, and my wife, smartest you know person in, in my corner, she said, why don't you just build rentals? Take the money man, out of the market. Amazing, and buy rentals. Brother. And that's I said, awesome. you know, that might be the smartest thing you said today. So I started uh, kind of figuring out what that path looked like. Uh, and dude, I mean, just properties on the MLS. I uh, mm -hmm. just got on, you know, realtor.com. Uh, my aunt's a real estate agent, brother's a real estate agent. So, uh, you know, anytime a deal comes on the, the market, um, they send it to me because they know what I'm looking for now uh, because of established relationships. But I mean, that's really it. Got out the market, went in the rentals, just deployed that capital in an investment. And I can go, I can ride by, no matter what the market does, I can ride by those houses. I can take a look at the property. I can see that they're rented and they pay me every single month. Man, I got yeah. something I want to share with you. I interviewed, I uh, uh, had somebody on a podcast the other day, Josh Cadillac. He's crushing it, man. He's kind of, uh, so he gave me something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this, man, because this kind of like made me realize. I was like, look, man, it's real tangible assets. They can print more money, but they can't go print properties, right? Right. Um, they take labor and you got to mine stuff out of the ground. I mean, properties are not easy. And he said, Nate, I got a perfect analogy for that. I said, what is it? He said, 30 years ago, my I used to do vending machines with my father. He had a vending machine company. And we used to take these Coca-Colas, these can of Coca-Colas. We would stick them in the machine, and they were 50 cents. He said, now they're $1.50. He says, so if I would have took that can of Coke and bought it for 50 cents and sat it there, and then today go put it back in the machine, I could sell it for $1.50, right? That's right. 300% return. He said, if I would have took that same 50 cent and put it in a bank with compound interest, do you know how much it would be today, Nate? I said, I don't know, man. He said, 56 cent. I said, wow. Yeah. That's, a, that's amazing, man. So when you start thinking about um, owning real tangible assets, man, it's just it's totally different, brother. Uh, so, it, it's a game changer. Uh, and, and the, you know, to kind of take that a step further, uh, you keep a, per, a personal financial statement. Uh, obviously you update that you, you should be updating it periodically just to kind of see where you are anyway. Uh, yeah, but monthly. I had, I, you should look at yeah. it monthly, man, because yeah, as yeah. You're, a, every time your pennant tenants pay, you collect the rent and you pay the bank off, man, you're making 500, a thousand, 2000, 3000, 5000, 20,000, hundred thousand is getting added every month to your net That's worth. Right. That doesn't even include your appreciation guys. Yeah. So or, tell them the, the importance money. of putting together a good balance sheet. Yeah. And personal yeah. financial I mean, it, statement. It, it's it's uh, absolutely important. Uh, and, and for me, I think the eye-opening experience for me was after I did the first seven properties, I um, was able to, to, to burr those. And I went to get the loan for the big portfolio. I had to fill out my personal financial statement. 
and I knew kind of, you know, where I was uh, from a sense of a net worth standpoint, liquidity. But when I, I, I filled that uh, financial statement out and hit the real estate section on the back and they give you like four or five, you know, places to, to put your properties. And I said, <laughs> I don't fit anymore. So I had to flip it over and attach a schedule. And yep. the the amount that my net worth increased just over the course of six months based off my real estate holdings was crazy. And as I, you know, I worked hard for it, but you can't work harder than the market. You can't work harder than inflation. I mean, you yeah. can, you can have a thousand people working for you uh, yeah. for, for business, but man, inflation's just going to, it, it, it's the greatest thing ever, honestly. You know I mean? If you own real estate and guys, yeah. can you explain, or do you want me to explain why inflation is so great if you own real estate? You can. If you own a million dollars worth of real estate, or let's say you own a hundred thousand, let's keep it simple. And that real estate goes up 8% a year. That means that real estate's worth $108,000. Let's say that real estate also brought in, after you paid the loan and everything, another $4,000. Let's say to buy that $100,000 property, you did what Trey did. You bought it for $50,000, you put $30,000 in it, and you and it was worth one hundred when you were done. So you went back to the bank, got an 80% loan, you had zero money in it. So now you took zero money because you did a true burr. You had to put right. some money up front to do it. You had to put up, let's say, 30% of the 80,000, which is 24, 25 grand. But you got all that money back when you refied it. Now you're getting 8% uh, uh, appreciation a year on 100,000, not on the 24 grand you put in, but you don't even have a 24 grand in. It's an infinite return. Plus you right. have the cash flow. When you really learn this, I think I told you that, Trey. I said, Trey. Because I kind of went over tax strategy with you. It's a tax strategy and also, man, uh, uh, just the appreciation, the cash flow, everything else. It is almost like you got a printing press in your basement. And anytime you want to go get some more money, you just go down there and print it off, man. Yeah. It, that's, it, that's vertical integration in the burr process. Is it? Does this seem like that? Like, hey, man, I just got to go down here and run the printing press. I want to make some more money. Honestly, uh you can go as hard as you want to or mm -hmm. take your foot completely off the gas. It's I, like a cruise, it, ain't it? You ever been on it, a cruise? It, yeah, it's awesome. So it's, it's awesome. like a cruise, guys. I, I tell people like a cruise, and here's why, Trey, because on a cruise, I tell people like, man, you can go as hard as you want. You can go on all these excursions, or you can just sit on a boat and relax, yeah. right? Go at hey, your you pace. still moving. Yeah, either way, either way, you're still yeah, moving, yeah. right? That's awesome, man. Yeah. So it, Almost so, to the point um, – when we spoke about uh, uh, the tax strategies that we talked about. Uh, so I, I, we had mentioned that, um, you know, I, I had an all state agency uh, franchise and at the time I had it up for sale. Um, and, you know, so I, since we spoke, I was able to sell and uh, I think we closed a March. Well, technically we closed March 31st of uh, this past year. So I, I was able to get away from the W2 side of things Um you know, now in, in terms of uh, my personal uh, income, but my wife, you know, we took, we, she used to be a, a employee for the company, yep. came off to become a, a full-time real estate investor. She helps me. Uh, we can track her hours. We can track her involvement in the company. So that, that really helps, man. When we did that, dude, it, we were able to take advantage of certain tax strategies to drastically decrease our tax bill. I mean, that's awesome, brother. Now, yeah. now, what's the biggest thing that you learn in the academy? I mean, there's no doubt you were going to be successful um, without the academy. But 
you know, what has the academy helped you with uh, the most? So I think for me, it's kind of it's kind of a twofold question or an answer to that question. Uh, the financial return on the tax strategy, uh, the actual method uh, behind the Burr method and uh, in, in implementation. Uh, I, I can't put a dollar amount on that because it's just, it's infinite. It's going to continue to go. But I mean, off the you're bat, gonna, I'm you're going to save millions and millions and millions, millions of dollars with that tax strategy. Uh, it, it's, it's priceless. Uh, and then also uh, the second part of that, uh, it's just a group of like-minded people. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's what you need. I mean, w- when you get, especially for me, I'm in a small rural area. Uh, when I start throwing numbers out that I have that I write down on a daily basis that I want to attain, uh, you, you get a lot of uh, backlash uh, from that. And so the Burr, uh, the the member page on Facebook is just it, when you guys when you guys get in the academy, uh, you're going to get a group of people that want to see you succeed. They want yep. to help you. Uh, you know, underwrite deals. They want to help you fix things that happen on a monthly basis that you come in contact with. Uh, It's just a great group. It's a mindset group. I mean, it it is. It is. And and Trey, man. So yesterday, you know, I was, uh, I was on there and the guy and I said, man, we about, we, but we a bunch of spoiled guys, man. Cause the guy was like, yeah, man, I put my five years in and I ain't never got to work again. And I was almost like, but see, when if you go into the if you go into the large group or any other group and you tell them that they're gonna say you're delusional, you can't do that. There's no way. Like, yeah, you can. I'm gonna go put yeah. in five years yeah. of work, and I'm gonna retire for the rest of my life. I'm gonna have passive yeah. income. People don't get it. Like, is it that easy? Certainly not that easy. But it is 100 possible. When I say not that easy, like Trey's not telling you about the nights where he had to wake up and he had a, a sewage problem or. You know, he had a water intrusion or he had a bad tenant. Like, it happens, right? Yeah. But if you don't deal with that for your own kids, for your own family, you're going to be dealing with that, having a job, doing it for somebody else and making them wealthy. That's right. That's right. So that's the mindset part, though. Once you get that in your mind, man. And like he said, in the group, if somebody comes in there and says, man, I'm going to be, I I don't have anything. I'm homeless, but I'm going to have $50 million in five years. Nobody's going to be like, oh, no, you're not. You can't do that. They're like, man, that's great. You know, man, kind of share your plan with us, right? Because yeah, they know yeah. it's all possible because it's like-minded individuals, man. And that is probably the biggest, hardest thing, identifying and getting the people out of your life. or And maybe not out because maybe your parents, but limiting them and their ability to influence you based off right. of do they have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. Maybe still your parents. Love them, but understand that their projections are not necessarily an indicator of where you're going to go in life. Yeah, I think you have to love them from a distance. You know, yeah. you kind of, yeah, you've got to. And, and and honestly, so I learned that early on, uh, you know, when I went into business for myself. Uh, when you do well, those around you, um, you, you know, they're going to want to see you succeed, but then they also don't because you mm-hmm. just, you're proving that it can be done. And you're also uh, validating the fact that uh, they aren't willing to do the things they need to to become successful. And so it just it gets hard. It gets lonely. But at the end of the day, I would rather uh, go through that. So when my kids grow up, uh, they're, you know, 10, 15, 20 steps ahead of where I could even you know dream to put them. Um, It's just to me, it's worth the, the long nights. It's worth the. Uh, the distance that you have to create with people. Um, and also, too, man, I mean, 
uh, my wife, I, I wouldn't be able to do anything uh, without my wife. She is, yeah. if I say, hey, I'm going to go uh, take a loan out for a million dollars because I think that this will work, uh, she's going to say, um, yeah, okay. She's going to say, take two million out then, right? That's right. She's <laughs> like, you're not, thinking, you're not thinking large enough. I mean, literally, uh, when I go, like, on those bad days, when the day, when it's just, I feel like my teeth are getting kicked in from, you know, every angle, and I want to feel sorry for myself. She's literally the one that says, hey, you need to quit uh, and you need to get back at it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But guess what, though, Trey? Is there an end in sight where you're going to be able to back out, yeah. pull out, and, 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 and where you can see that there's a clear path? Are you saying, you know what? I've reached this financial goal. Now I'm going to take a little time off. Have you, have you seen that yet or thought about that? Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm there now from a, a standpoint of – Wait, 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 wait. How are you there now? You just started a year ago. So I've got enough passive income that to cover my bills and living expenses. Uh, and one to, freaking year, man. One year, yeah. And when yeah. we tell people that, man, could you do? Could you do me a favor, man? Can you go into the big group and tell them that? Because I, I need these people to change their mindset, man. They don't, man. Like people <laughs> are like, man, you can't do that. And and I'm like, man, I was bankrupt nine years ago. I got 200 million in real estate, and I got another 200 million under contract. They're like, no, you don't. You can't. You're lying. I'm just like, yeah, man. Like, the one guy was like, prove it. You're a liar. And I was just like, dang, man. Like, I, I, it, I, it, I, I hang out with people that make me feel like I'm poor still. So. You know, I hang out with people flying around in private jets that got That's way right. more than I do. So it's all a mindset thing, guys. It is. It is. And and when you get around people that uh, are where you want to be and they start, you know, talking about what they're doing on a daily basis. And it, it, it really um, it proves that you're thinking too small, uh, mm -hmm. that you need to kind of take a step back and say, all right, if that guy can do it or if they're doing it, what's stopping me? That's you know, right. what do I need to remove or what do I need to add to my life or my daily routine to create an atmosphere to where I can succeed? Man, that and, is absolutely right, man. That yeah. Is, that is. So look, man, you've been crushing it, brother. You're an inspiration um, to so many people. And I see you you helping out all the time in a group, man. I appreciate that. I mean, that's I what I wanted to build the community. And I was like, man, you know, because a lot of people, they they'll come in and they'll do these these courses and they'll charge you 20 or 40 thousand dollars and. Um, then they'll try to upsell you this, upsell you that. And it's like, yeah. man, I just want a one that could pay the bills for my people. Um, cause I got, you know, we got a lot of people that run a social media and, um, I was like, I want to keep it cheap. I wanted to build a network because people like you, people like you guys that are succeeding, really, man, I'm going to have opportunities out in Carolina and I'm going to call you up like, Hey brother, listen, you want in on this, right? That's what I really wanted the whole network for, but I right. wanted to give freely so others could give freely and i think that's the culture that that we've created man and i, I want to thank you personally for being part of that culture man because you're always helping other people and um that's the believe it or I not mean. yeah i get more out of helping others than uh than, than really anything i mean mm -hmm. I, and because when you're helping someone answer a question you know you're kind of problem solving you kind of have to back yourself into that situation. And honestly, it, I, I've answered a few questions and I've said, you know what? I don't do that in my own organization or my own, you know, mm. the way that I'm set up. And so it really, it's helped me to go and implement new things and strategies uh, to, to make, you know, my business better. And so I, it, it's just, a, it, it's definitely more uh, take than give in that situation. I mean, you can give all the information you want and help, 
but you're getting more in return. So it's like the more I help, the more I get back in in return. It, it, it's just it feels like I'm cheating sometimes, you know. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm stealing, you know, uh, knowledge from someone just by answering a question because I, you know, eat all the comments, the thread that that uh, happens. I mean, there's there's stuff in there, man. It's gold. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Golden nuggets, brother. You have to read. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 you have to go to a whole seminar to get some of that stuff, man. But that's, that's right. experience. So, so what could you tell somebody, man? You're you're young. You know, you're a millennial. You're a young millennial too. A millennials, man, are struggling right now. They don't know what to do. They don't have any clear direction. You know, um, man. Luckily for you, you were raised up in a family of entrepreneurs. But it sounds like you're taking it to the next level. They were kind right. of entrepreneurs, but you're going to take it to the next level and make it big. Um, not say they didn't, but you know, you're 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 that kid, man. And um, what could you tell somebody that's struggling right now and doesn't know what to do with their life, man? Yeah, so uh, it's funny uh, because most of the people that I hire are from the millennial uh, age group, and the one thing that I find uh, that you know, kind of across the board, one. Uh, people kind of want to sit back and wait for an opportunity to happen. Uh, and, and that rarely, uh, happens in a lifetime, you know, so you've got to be proactive, uh, in your search to find the next great thing or the next big thing, or if you're struggling with where you are, uh, you know, figure out what you want out of life, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, work-life balance, or you want to get married and have kids, or you want to be able to build a big business or whatever it is, Figure out what you want and then say, all right, what's the next step that I've got to take? Like like the the smallest step, you know, it's it, uh, do you need to get in a better uh, place mentally? All right. So what so if that's the case, then what, what do you need to do? How do you need to structure your day to be proactive? Mm-hmm. And I think that you just got to get very simple, common sense. Just keep it simple uh, with everything you do. And I think that if you can create a plan of action. Uh, to make things happen, whether it's, uh, you know, just literally, hey, if I get up at five o'clock in the morning, I'm in a better mood when I get to work. And when I'm when I'm at work, I perform better. I make more money. Yeah, I'm able to save that money and, and start my investment, uh, you know, uh, journey. Then I mean, it's really just look at what you do on a daily basis that you could uh, change to create a better outcome. You know, and that's, that's awesome, really brother. And, and And what about as far as like for you? For me, I try to teach people the bird strategy because for me, that's gold, man. I don't think you're going to go out here and find too many things in the world that are going to be that consistent and that predictable um, and that teachable to be able to do. Yeah, it's um, I think the bird strategy, if you implement it well and you've got enough capital or access to funds, uh, you should never uh, run out of um, uh, money. You should never run out of opportunity. Uh, it's it's literally a reciprocal process that if you do it the right way, your kids and grandkids will be they'll be doing it. You know, yes, your great 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 grandkids yeah. will not It'll have to want for any money. They won't have yeah. to want for money if you set it up right. That's right. So that's right. and that's what's important. And um, man, so kind of what's next, man? You've you've been doing this for a year. You've reached your goals. Well, goal one, you always get that plateau, and you say, okay, now right. boom. Next, next step, I'm going there. You've reached the one that is, to me, is the most important that people get to. Okay, I never have to work another day in my life if I don't want to. I got enough passive income coming in. Now it feels better to work, don't it? Doesn't right, it feel better right. to work when you don't have to worry about the money? 
It's, uh, it, it, it's different, you know, uh, like with my other businesses, they always did well. Um, you know, we worked hard to, to make sure that, um, they were, uh, well old machines, but it came with a, uh, a different type of stress and aggravation. And I literally had to, I mean, I, I had to stay on top of 28 employees just to That's make not sure passive. That they got That's it's not, not passive. passive. That's active, active. income. It's yeah. active. That's Dude, the difference between I... owning a, 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 a business and a job or, you know, and Robert Kiyosaki said that like you didn't really own a, a passive income. You just owned the job. You owned a high paying right. job. That's right. And, and, you know, so when I sold uh, the, the company um, the, the next week, I was like, what do I do? You know, because I, I didn't have anything, uh, you know, to really occupy my time or, or uh, you know, my schedule was was way off. But. You know, my wife was like, well, uh, you know, so are you working today? I'm like, no, not really. But they're still paying rent. You know, it, it yeah, was, and, and the properties are still going up in value. That's and right. The that's right. Going down. Yeah. Dude, when, I, when, I, when I had people, uh, local people, they're like, man, why are you selling or what, what are you going to do? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, I said, look, I've got enough rental income, enough passive income uh, to, to pay everything to live off of. I said, and then I've got capital in the bank. I've got the assets, uh, you know, or the, the funds that I'm getting off the sale of this book. I said, I literally can do whatever I want to, Man, whenever I want awesome, to. That's awesome, brother. At 28? At 28, you were, you were, yeah. Wow, man. Your, your parents bird, must be really proud of you, brother. They are. They are. And I've got, man, dude, all my, my brothers and sisters, they're all, uh, very active uh, at, at trying to create a better lifestyle. I've got nurse practitioners. I've got two real estate agents. They're all, you know, building their own brand and business and, and everything. And I think the, the goal is to just get to a point where you can take your foot off and, yeah. and just look back and just take a, take a look at what you've got. Uh, but for me, the next thing, so uh, my goal was to get to a place where I could replace my W-2 income with my company. I got there uh, in okay, January. Wait, wait, wait. Let's back up real quick. And, and I think so when I talked to you about that, I was explaining the W-2 thing and like, hey, if you're doing the bird, man, you don't want to be a W-2 employee. And here's why the tax ramifications. So you have 55 units, you have passive income. But out of that, setting it up with the right tax strategy. Are you getting murdered on taxes? Not this year. I did last year, though, or, or, or 20 when we filed for 20. You did it yes, 20 because, because you were a W-2 employee. You were a real estate professional, right? Yeah. And, and the K-1 uh, income I had off my business, I didn't have enough loss to offset that income. So, man, I, I mean, I had six figure tax bills and, you know, looking back, it's like, man, if I had the right strategy. I could have took that six figure check to the IRS and, and put it in, in property and yep. it would pay me forever. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah because so you're this, deferring your gains through. Yeah. Guys, the great thing about it, you learn a birth strategy. You're borrowing money from the bank. You're spending that money to renovate a property and you're taking the money that you spent that you borrowed from the bank and it's giving you a freaking write off, man. Once you understand right. the strategy and, and now you'll have to recapture that when you sell it. But it's like when you tell people that they're like, yeah, but you're going to get caught. It's like, dude, it's legal. What are you talking about, man? Exactly. They, you're like, they you're going to get caught. You're messing with that. Like, no, dude, it's the tax code. It is 100% legal, man. And then it's people say, so well. People say, well, and a lot of people, man, I'm just telling you the negative mindset. They're like, oh, we're uh-huh. ripping off uh-huh. the government. I'm like, dude, you got the same tax code that I do. Believe it or not. You right. just have to understand it and utilize it. Yeah. I mean, it, when we, when we, uh, 
had the the real estate uh, exposure for last year, uh, we we essentially were able to to write off enough um, capital gains uh, from other businesses and K one income to essentially uh, we we got a return a tax return. I've never gotten a tax wow. return in my entire life. So wait, wait, wait. Got- so you created a loss. Your real estate created a loss that you were able to take against your other income, other companies. Yes. Okay, now here, everybody's going to say this. Yeah, but then if you go to the bank, you ain't going to be able to borrow money. Tell them how you can do it. Well, they can pull the depreciation back out, uh, you know, on your on your revenues. And it's it's just like if you didn't have the loss to start with. I mean, they so can, guys, the bank's going to look is, at what you have. What he's saying is those losses are not real. The bank right. understands they're not real. They're going to look at them and say that wasn't a real loss, so we're going to add this back to your income. And then now you got positive income. You can still borrow money from the bank. You got the best of both worlds, guys. That's right. So, so Trey, uh, kind of running out of time, man. I got, I got one more question for you. Um, I just want to ask you, man, where are you going from here? What's next, man? You've so accomplished the goal quite is- a bit in one year. And, you know, where are you going? What's next, brother? So uh, we've got a, a few small single family residential uh, properties that we're burning right now. But the goal is to get to 100 doors by the end of the year. Uh, wow. And then after that, my, my goal uh, is I want 415 grand a month in passive income, net net income. That's right. So, 400, so you want you want five, you want four point eight million dollars a year for five million dollars a year in passive income. Right. Right. How long is it going to take you to get there? Uh, I think two and a half years. I, I've, I've got a, I've I kind That's of got amazing, an idea brother. of how I'm going to get there. Yeah. That's so, amazing, and, hey, look, man. And the, the bad thing is if I don't hit it, okay. Say hey, I, hey, say hey, I hit hey, a, look, man, we only got $240,000 a month right. in passive income. Like, yeah. hey, who cares, man? You know, well, I would just say yeah. one thing to you, brother. I know you got, you got the wife, you got the family, right? Yes. Man, don't don't miss out on these special moments chasing no money because you don't need it anymore. Oh no, uh, yeah, it's uh, COVID really opened my eyes to what's precious, and man, I took more time off during COVID uh, than I ever have, and I didn't miss anything. I I I I added millions of dollars to my net worth and stayed at home more. You know, it's yeah. just the work life yeah. balance uh, is is crucial. But my kids, you know, the I I benefited more off of it than they did, but. Uh, just being there for, you know, every little thing is just awesome. And why not? That's why you become self-employed. That's right. You know, that's why you got to work for yourself, you know, and and you shouldn't feel guilty for doing that either. You know, don't don't let people make you feel guilty for being there with your kids and and being able to go to all the ball games and all the school functions and and field trips and all. You know, yep. don't don't be afraid of that. It, yep. it, it's great. Hey, man. So I, I got I, one other question, too, man. I, I just got to ask this. Because I'm always trying to improve the academy to give people more. What was the biggest thing that you learned out of the academy that you felt kind of like helped you um, catapult um, to really have a clear direction? Was there I anything think, you were missing or that it helped you <clears throat> solidify? Uh, so uh, figuring or, or uh, calculating repair and rehab with the spreadsheet. Uh you know, I, I would just walk into a room and say, okay, uh, I'm a, it'll be mm-hmm. $3,000. With the spreadsheet and how, uh, you know, specific that thing is, and you can break down literally how much outlet covers are going to cost in a single room, that was eye-opening for me. It was, you know, I, I, you should be very specific in your spend. Uh, the spreadsheet helps you do that, and it helps you stay on track, but it also 
uh, along with the spreadsheet, contracts for uh, holding contractors um, accountable, yep. making sure everything's in writing. Uh, that was big uh, dealing with contractors. Uh, and then honestly, I, so I'll say this. So on TikTok, man, the TikTok videos that you do on the job site mm-hmm. of, you know, hey, stay on top of contractors, dude, that's gold. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that helps you. more uh, uh, than anything, really, from a job site perspective. Um, but really, that's it, man. Managing cost, staying on top of contractors. Uh, these, were, these were things that I did already, but the, the academy helped me to understand how I should be going about those in a more professional manner. Uh, also, in a, uh, uh, just a, from a, a spend perspective, too, you know, yeah. from a time perspective, a spend perspective, it's really good. Well, it, 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 so for me, what I like to do is now it breaks. I know exactly what I'm dealing with. And yeah. then if there's a problem, the contractor call. Look, I've done about a half a billion dollars, brother. I've never been involved in a lawsuit with a construction guy. You know why? Because it's right here. Here's everything you did. Here's That's everything right. you didn't do. If we can't it, look, if we butt heads, you're off the job the next day, but I'm cutting you a check for what you did. Let's walk yeah. through. Let's see what you did. I'm paying you, man. I just need you off the job. And they're happy to take that check most of the time and be gone. Most so, definitely. Uh, man, that's awesome, man. We'll keep being you. Keep crushing it, man. I'm very proud of you, brother. Keep us Appreciate updated it. on your result. And where can people reach you, man? If they want to know more about you and, and how, uh, you know, I know you got YouTube and you got a Facebook. Where should they follow you at, brother? Uh, yeah, so you can uh, keep up with the company. It's called Hab Companies. We're on Facebook. Uh, and I've got a personal Facebook page. It's Trey Michael. I don't do Instagram or any of the other things. It, 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 uh, it kind of takes away from a daily, uh, you know, aspect for me. But um, yeah, so Facebook have companies. We'll have the link to our YouTube that's on there. We're going to try to start uploading a, a little bit of content on some things that we're doing, uh, and then reach out to me personally on on, uh, on Facebook. I'm hey, and are you available. going to be able to make the academy in September? I mean, uh, uh, conference in September. So, so I'm I'm waiting. I, I booked the hunting trip in Kansas. It's a whitetail hunt. I put in oh, for tags. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah. So if I don't if I don't draw tags, and I'm there. Yeah, but it's on the same, literally on the same weekend. I would be there if I hadn't already, you know, paid and booked it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm planning to be there if I don't draw tags. Well, but, I hope you draw tags. I'd love to see you, man, but I know your passion yeah. for, for deer hunting, brother. So, yeah. man, I want to thank you so much for coming on, man. If there's anything at all I can help you with, man, let me know. And keep on crushing it, man. Keep inspiring other people. And keep us updated on the goals. And let me know if I can help you with anything else at all, brother. I will. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for everything. Appreciate you. I look forward to meeting you someday in person, brother. Me too. All right. right, Thank you, brother. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Lever Up Your Life. If you could do me a huge favor and go lever up my reviews, leave me a five-star review. I appreciate it. And if you guys want to keep the conversation going, reach out to me on nate.barger on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and get in our free Facebook group. we got over 200,000 members. B-R-R-R-R, invest. We'll see you in the next episode.